Boxing Chair Shots, Wrestling's Entertainment Champions, Greenspoint, Texas, Stand Up, New Texas Pro, Stand Up, Swisher House, Stand Up, and Wrestlers Everywhere, hide your ass, cause the bad guys are about to shoot the ish with the bounty hunter, Brian Keith, my guy, how the hell are you tonight, talk to him a minute. I'm good, brother. I just came back from killing it in Minnesota, Chicago. Woo! I got two more matches coming up this weekend in uh, Houston. So I'm just trying to stay on top of my game and keep killing shit, brother. Oh, man. I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that, bro. See, the bad guys here, we have a habit of rocket strapping over here, man, of shooting the ish. So, I mean, after sponsoring a few of them joints, man, we, had, we knew we had to have you on here, my guy. We had to. Yo, that, that hit list runs deep. We're talking Mike Bennett, Mysterious Q, Davey Richards, most recently the Iron Demon himself, Shane Mercer up in Freelance. I uh, I just got to ask, who's next? Man, uh, this Saturday and the Moody Gardens, bro, in Houston, Texas. I got Will all day. He's uh, another top dog here in Houston, Texas. He's been laying it down. He actually just finished performing for New Japan. So uh, me and him going head to head Saturday. Then a couple of hours later, I got a monsters ball match with four other guys, and one of them's a mystery opponent. So uh, I'm stepping to anybody and everybody at any time. You know, that's the attitude you gotta have. That with the mystery opponents, man. You never know with the mystery ones, man. They always yeah. kind of gotta get you with a with a swerve and stuff. But it looks like it looks like um, business is, is 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 good right now for you, huh? I mean, I mean the. The matches are in there. I mean, I mean, how, I, I gotta ask, uh, how bad um, uh, has how you suffered from COVID and stuff and the, the pandemic uh, with 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 all the bookings and stuff like that, right? Man, actually, bro, it's crazy because with Texas right now, like, I know the whole world was kind of at pause, but in Texas, it wasn't really pausing, bro. Everybody oh, just had everything yeah, right. keep rolling, so. I really just been active this whole time. I haven't really took no time off. I've been following safety precautions and staying as safe as I can. I haven't contracted COVID at all myself, so I haven't been around nobody who did either. So I'm just trying to keep it safe and keep it rolling, keep it, keep doing as best as I can, man. So I, I've been blessed, honestly. That's beautiful to hear, man. I'm glad to hear yeah. it, man. Yeah, and, and, and of course that that does that does beauty to your work, my guy. We've been enjoying the the fruits of your labor, man. The freaking just. Match after match, banger Davy Richards the other day, that last time at the at the showcase, we sponsored that one specifically. Oh my God, what a banger with these two, man! How fun is it working the the main events with that guy, man? Man, you know what's crazy? Uh, it's wild for y'all to even sponsor that because y'all are part of history right there, bro. <laughs> I, my first interaction with professional wrestling period was with Davy Richards. Whenever I was 16 years old, I went to a seminar, and me and my homie from La Familia, Jonathan Vega. We went and nobody else was at the seminar. So really it was just me, him, and Davey. And Davey taught us, you know, what he could within four hours. And afterwards he pulled us to the side and was like, you know, y'all two are pretty good. If y'all keep this going, you know, you might be able to have something going for yourself. And we did. And now here we are, you know, what, like almost 11, 12 years later. And I'm in the main event with that guy that influenced my career and uh, my perception on wrestling as a whole. So. It was really wild, bro. It was like a dream come true, and uh, that's that's not it. That's that's not all I want. You know, that one match was great, but I want to have a series. I want to have, you know, this 
more and more. Hell, not even just a series. I want to tag team with him. You know, I, I put out a tweet calling myself the African-American Wolf, and, you know, he <laughs> co-signed on it. So, I mean, if we get the American Wolves popping again, bro, I'd like to do that too. So, Go Ooh. Ooh. Right <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, you guys are a part of history, dog. Y'all, y'all hey, sponsored that. Hey, man, it came full circle for you, and I'm glad I'm happy for you, man. And, of course, we had to share the moment with you, bro. We had to. We had to be there. We had to be part of We tend to, you know, uh, uh, cling ourselves to, to the good things and the beautiful things of wrestling, man. And congratulations on that milestone for you, bro. That's big time. You know, it's one thing that I really love is, is like, a good, solid finisher. And that's Soul Firebomb. <gasps> Hey, wow. shout out, shout out Toshiaki Kawada. <laughs> I was gonna ask you who's the inspiration. I mean, that's your style. Your style is straight up all Japan. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love them guys, man. The Four Pillars of Heaven, and then of course the uh, any of the Musketeers from New Japan. In Japanese professional wrestling period is my jam. I love it. You know, I love all wrestling, but I lean heavily towards the Japanese style. And I'm from Texas, so uh, I just mix that Texas style with that Japanese influence, and you know, you get Brian oh, Keith. So. Thank you, brother. I appreciate you, dog. I'm, I'm a student of the game. I study everything, bro. I, I'm I'm constantly when I'm watching wrestling. I'm watching wrestling, bro. I have wrestling on the TV at the house, and then I have wrestling on my phone. And my wife would be like, "Well, damn, you got to pick which one, bro. You you are uh, holding up." <laughs> She's like, "Yo, can I watch Squid Game, dog?" Like, <laughs> you so I, the TV, man. I'm so glad you said that, though. So so that brings me to my next question: What 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 are you watching specifically? Uh, what what, what are you specifically a fan of today? Right now, bro, I've been binge watching that in uh, one victory tournament and pro wrestling Noah. Okay. Uh, it's over with now. You know, they came to a conclusion. Uh, Nakajima won, and uh, also the G1, but uh, I, that's over with too. I've been trying to follow that. I'm kind of late on both of them, so I got to go back and w- watch the matches that I put to the side that I wanted to watch. But I've been watching that, and uh, this company called Gleet. Gle- I think it's pronounced Glate, but it's spelled Gleet, G L E A T. And that's like a shoot fighting kind of uh, company in Japan. It's it's kind of shoot fight, but also kind of just regular uh, wrestling and stuff like that. So that's that's the style I lean towards that I like. You know that type oh, of Japanese wrestling. We can tell. We can tell. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. For real. Would uh would it be a stretch to say that uh, Brian Keith makes his way over to Japan? In uh a... oh, literally, like, bro. If not this year, definitely next year, dog, for sure. Yeah. Any uh, would be your dream opponent? Yeah, that's where I was going. Man, my dream opponent, bro. Who you lining up out there? It's crazy because there's so many dudes right now that are active in Japan that are like my dream opponent. So maybe I'll give you like five. I give you top five. All right, but yeah. Um, there's a dude named Masaki Mochizuki. That's an OG, kicking OG. I'd love to work him. I'd love to work Masato Tanaka. I'd love to work Takashi Sagura. I'd love to work. Uh, there's a guy in BJW, bro, called uh, Namura. Takuya Namura is a young dude. He's been out here just killing shit, just having hella banger matches at BJW. So I'd like to work him. And then uh, I'm going to throw one more in there from Japan. I mean, Kawada ain't even active no more, but I'd love to work him. That'd be legit. But uh, I'm going to throw Suzuki in there. Minoru Suzuki, he in the U.S. right now. So Yeah. I, we all saw that pick. I, I'm just yeah, waiting yeah. for that match. Yeah, yeah. I saw you post that stuff on IG earlier today and stuff. You put a few of Minoru today. Yeah, bro. I was trying to uh, steal his essence like on some Space Jam shit. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my star out here. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was trying, bro. I was just trying, bro. <laughs> 
Well, he's on a world tour. I mean, if you wait long enough, he'll be all depleted and shit. You'll get him at the end. You can beat his ass. <laughs> exactly, bro. I'm, I'm going to just give him, like, I don't know, maybe some boots or something. Like, hey, bro, try on these wrestling boots. I gave, you know, I, I made them for you. And then I'm going to try to steal his essence from like, like that, bro. <laughs> how, how, have, you, have you ever gone any um to the East Coast recently? Does it have any bookings? On this area? Nah, bro. Uh, well, a little spoiler alert. I ain't gonna let you know which company, but I'm supposed to be coming. Uh, um, uh, man, I think you know what? I forgot what company it was, bro. I forgot what company. And I forgot what state, really. But I am supposed to be coming actually soon. East Coast and West Coast. Bad, bad. We're gonna keep an eye yeah. out, man. We are here in the East Coast, man. We love to come to a show and uh. Definitely planning on hitting up Texas is sometime in the near future as well. Hey, please do, bro. Please come out to Texas, dog. We got some fun in uh, New Texas as far as the venue and the um, guys we got coming out there and just being on IWTV has been a, a blessing and just having new new talent to be able to view, you know. So if you guys come down here, we got some good food, you know, we got good entertainment. It'd be a hell of a time. Man, I can't wait. And the definitely first round's on us, man, when we get out there for sure, man. With the bad hey, guys. you already know. You already know, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so you talked about your personal world tour, right? And uh, going to Minnesota, you went to Chicago. You talked about who you want to face in Japan. But who do you want to face here in the States? Who's got your attention? Man, in the States, bro, it's a bunch of people, dog, right now in the States. I'd say... um I've wrestled already Lee Moriarty, but he's a guy that's always at the top of my list because he's like an evolving dude. He's always getting better and he's better. He's so good. Yeah, he's cold, bro. He's super cold, bro. So I'd like to work him. I'd like to work Daniel Garcia. Oof. He's super cold. Uh, Kevin Blackwood, another dude who's super cold. Um, Man, there's so many good guys in the U.S. I mean, I I mean, I mean, guess we're talking about like overall, just in any company, i like to work Brian Danielson. Uh, mm-hmm. Eddie Eddie Kingston, a big guy that I've been trying to work for forever. I'd love to work Eddie Kingston. Um, yeah, heck yeah. I, uh, low key, that's another inspiration of mine. A dude Ooh. that I like. Match. Yeah, I mirror my him and David Richards were two guys that whenever I was young, like I was like, if I was gonna be a wrestler, I'd be David Richards or low key. Like that's teenage Brian Keith. That's what I wanted to be. So those guys, I mirror my style after. Um, Jonathan Gresham, another guy. I mm. used to watch him. He's so good. He's bro. so underrated, bro. Heck yeah, Crazy. yeah. I used yeah. to watch him at Booker's. Uh, before it was reality of wrestling, it was PWA, and mm. he would wrestle there under a mask as Hero Tiger. So as a kid, I used to watch him. Be like, man, this dude cold. And then he took off the mask, and that's you know how I found out who he was and just kept up with his career. And it's crazy to see him then. He was super cold then, but right now it's like, bro, he's on like God level super. <laughs> he is so good, and he's yeah, jacked he is, as shit too. That bro, I wish he's just as jacked as him. I want to be just as jacked as him. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> he's crazy. Yeah, yeah bro, but he, um, even the big ones can fall, man. Even the big ones, all it takes is a good submission, man. A good, good little lock in. What's your go? What's your go to? Like, well, kicking the mouth. Yeah, I mean, I, when, <laughs> when you know, when you gotta make them tap though and, and, and scream, like, what's your favorite uh, submission? Man, I say my favorite, my favorite submission is Dragon Sleeper, bro. I love the Dragon right. Sleeper. Yes, I like the Dragon mean. Sleeper or uh, maybe just a regular um, like a guillotine. I love the guillotine choke. You be working motherfuckers a little extra shit when you in that shit. You like uh, get back. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you gotta make it hurt, bro. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like how you sell it right now. You gotta make that shit. And, uh, Let's help nah, you out a bit. 
The thing is, we gotta. Yeah, exactly. There's no. Uh, I don't give them a choice whether they're gonna sell or not. <laughs> You're too hard to shit out of these motherfuckers. You got to, bro. Uh, uh, Sal Mendini, y'all remember that? Yeah. <laughs> Ready to rumble. Wanna wrestle? So, I wanna. I wanna talk a little bit about your roots, right? So. What brought you into wrestling? Like, what was that first memory for you that you can recall that be like, yo, I got into wrestling. You already mentioned Stevie, but I'm just wondering, like, was there a moment, a match, a, you know, something that caught your eye that really, that's what... Yeah, for me, bro, it was, uh, it was really my uncle. I was always around my uncle um, all the time whenever I was younger. I'd go to his house all the time, bro, and I'd eat bacon. He'd just make me bacon all the time because he used to make it in the oven, and that shit was just good as hell. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just be like, you know, uh, feed the wolf. The wolf is hungry. That's why I tell my uncle all the time and stuff like that. But chilling with him, we'd sit down, bro, and we'd watch some wrestling. And uh, my first, like, memory that just stuck with me was seeing Undertaker when he came out with the Vulture. And, like, that image was just, like, iconic to me, bro. Like, I was like, man, that dude right there. And even to this day, I feel like my style is – is influenced by Undertaker as well too like that dark sinister just look cause you know with the cowboy hat and just being like a bounty hunter and stuff I feel like that image just stuck with me bro it was, it was just pro wrestling as a whole to me the, uh, the pageantry, the theatrics you know just seeing how it was so I'd say that was my first little um, thing that just had me stuck from then on and you look comfortable in it, man. You look real good at, at showing out when you come in the entrances and the, the galore. The pageantry's there. It's there. Thank bro. you, brother. Thank you. I got to give the uh, props to my dad, bro. My dad is a big Western fan. He loves Western films. He loves uh, Clint Eastwood and Charles Bronson, all these films like that. So I just took that culture and mixed it with the Houston screw culture, bro. And you got Brian Keith, dog. So that's what we got today. Brian Keith is like, a beautiful grocery list of wrestling, right? Like it's like a little bit of here, a little bit of there. It's a lot of different elements, right? Because it goes into who you are. Yeah. So, what? I, I was gonna say, well, what outside of wrestling has influenced you? But very clearly, you just said westerns and whatnot. Do you feel like? What do, What do you feel like is your next step? That's where I want to go with that. What do you feel like is your next step? What What, do, what is next for Brian Key? My next step, I want to go to Japan, bro. That's really, like, what I'm pushing for. Only because my style, the wrestling that I enjoy is heavily based there. So I feel like if I want to state my claim and be a guy that's influenced by that and just get that direct knowledge, I need to go where it's at, the origin of it, and just learn as much as I can, soak up as much as I can, and just become a sponge in that environment. So that's what I'm trying to do next, bro. Just be around guys like that who are professionals in that environment and just learn as much as I can from them. Go, go. And Bye. with that said, what's a day in the life like for Brian Keith when he's not when he's away from the ring? Because I mean that that all that you mentioned right there takes a a lot of time of your day mental. I mean, you gotta you gotta find some way to to, to you know zen down, right? Yeah, cool. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Well, for the most part, I feel like. Uh, I got, you know, I got three kids and a wife, so I feel like I do a good job of just keeping that balance, bro. Like, whenever I'm not okay. doing wrestling stuff, yeah, I got three daughters, bro. Oh, wow. Question. <laughs> that don't make sense. Very yeah. blessed, man. Wow. Congrats. Thank you. Thank you, brother. So, like, and they keep me grounded, bro. So, like, whenever I'm not doing wrestling stuff, I'm just doing stuff for them, you know, just taking care of them or just, um, 
taking them out places and stuff like that, you know, doing dad stuff, doing husband stuff around the house, things like that. And then, you know, just doing the side hustles, of course, just so I keep myself, you know, with some cash flow on my end and stuff like that. But um, I feel like I learned at an early age that wrestling is all about multitasking. So, like, I really have to find out ways to just get my workouts in and just constantly, I just really honestly got to promise myself to eat right because when you're in the mix of doing all this stuff, you know, oh, like yeah. my schedule, my schedule ain't really set. So I got to find out ways to, you know, just don't just go to the corner store and get something crazy just because I'm hungry. You know, maybe I just drink some water and hold it until I get home where I can eat some chicken and rice and broccoli or something. Something's going to be better for me. But I just honestly, at all times, I'm just constantly trying to find a great balance and just go with the flow because uh, it get kind of chaotic, bro. <laughs> no, and definitely, and with the mental, please, that's not that's the new pandemic right now. The, yeah. The, the not eating healthy and, and, and the stomach pains and all that, that that's, that's going around everywhere, bro. You got to make bro, sure. Really, that's it, bro. A lot of people, I feel like, they, they, you know, COVID is happening right now. It's getting, it's doing its numbers on people and stuff like that. But that's a big part of just staying healthy and not, you know, staying out of danger is just really watching the things that's going on in our bodies and just making conscious decisions and going outside and getting sunlight and, you know, just being active and eating right, bro. If you're doing all that, your, your possibilities of getting COVID or getting anything else is going to get you sick is going to go down. So, that's why I just try to stay on top of all that shit constantly. And then, you know, just mental health, staying around my family, figuring out what it is. They may have problems in their life and helping them out and just letting them know that, you know, it's it's constant pressures in life that are always pressed on us. But it's imaginary pressures, because really, if you think about it, bro, we could die today or tomorrow. You know, like you got to take shit how it come and you really just got to focus on what's in front of you. So that's what I'd be trying to do constantly, bro. Big facts. Big facts. Um, <clears throat> with that said, uh. I would like to mention and shout out the the, uh, the tag me in movement that's going around uh, these days, man. I would like to like that's a good recommendation for anybody that uh, watching now is you know struggling, need somebody to talk to, please reach out. Um, help is there for sure, big time. Um, Brian, talk to me a little bit about um, <clears throat> your your promotions and stuff because you you've gone everywhere, right? And you've been you've been to it all. Is there any place you you call like you would? I want to say call home, but like you've probably had your best time at, like your favorite promotion to uh, spend your, your 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 matches at. You know, spend yeah, to I, work work at. I got you. Yeah. Uh, well, here in Houston, that's where I'm at. That's where I lived my whole life, pretty much. So, I started in wrestling at a place called Texas All Star Wrestling. That's where I started, maybe like five years in. But then uh, after that, I went to Reality Wrestling, which is where I'm at now at Booker T's in Texas City. So I'd say that's like my home promotion as far as like, you know, getting opportunities and learning uh, how to be a wrestler on a professional level and just taking my game to a different level. I actually, I contribute like a bunch of my success and my way of thinking to Booker T and just being a mentor to me and stuff like that. And then uh, I'd also say New Texas because New Texas is a place where I was able to go and be myself and test things out that I wanted to try and just I'd say New Texas is the reason why you see the Brian Keith that you see today because that was me just going out and trying something new and it stuck and here I am the New Texas Pro Champion so between Reality Wrestling and New Texas Pro I'd say those are 
both of my home promotions in the places where I, I you know, stake my claim, where I put my put my Mac down here in Houston, Texas, dog. <laughs> word, word. <laughs> and speaking of that new Texas pro title, why don't we just bring that in here real quick? Yes, sir. Yeah, there you go. Ooh, what he's talking Lord. about right there. Let's put a little flashy, you know. That's let's, let's get rid of me and let's just, you know. <laughs> let's bring out that title, baby. Right now. <laughs> yeah, this is my baby. What's that title represent to you, man? Man, that title represents independence to me, bro. That title represents the fact that for a long time, everybody was saying Texas is dead. Texas Indies is, 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 is a dying environment. Texas is a black hole. To make it, you got to get out of Texas. All this crap people were saying, bro. And now look at us. Texas is a hotbed. People trying to come over here and be a part of what we doing. And I say it's because of that championship right there. It's because guys coming in and putting on great matches and making it mean something. And not just guys, most importantly, it's Mysterious Q. He was champion for 600 plus days and he was making it mean something. And now between his reign and my reign and people just, you know, wanting to become more involved with New Texas, bro, I just feel like independently, we, we put ourselves on the map and that's what that title represents to me. That's what I really loved about it is, is that it, it was really, it wasn't like anyone from outside. It wasn't like you had to to bring in some big name that was like a farmer ROH guy or a former impact guy. It was, it was two guys from the Texas Indies that really laid claim to that title and made it meet something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. It's crazy that you say that, bro. Cause from that match, uh, I mean, you know, I'm a fan of Japanese, you know, the pillars, pillars of heaven or whatever. After that match, people started, you know, billing me and Q as the Texas pillars, bro. So it was kind of like that match just to find like me and him is like, guys in texas they were putting us back on the map bro and yeah uh, it was a blessing and an honor real talk bro the texas pillars sounds pretty fucking cool that honestly is one of my favorite visuals was uh was you putting the bounty on q thank, <laughs> thank you brother yeah I, honestly that that was the production i can't even take credit for it that was the production's idea uh stage media shout out to stage media my dog but uh they came up with that concept and at first i was like man that's kind of cheesy to me because i was just like man i don't really you know i don't really be using bounties like that but then i did it bro and it was just like goosebumps bro whenever it happened so i i'm actually i appreciate it for coming up with that idea and us just making it happen the way it did bro when it hits it hits it's it, it just it's just second nature like it's natural that's the best one yeah thank you brother that's funny because you know as a wrestler you're looking at that moment and you're like Man, this shit is not gonna pop. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You're like, that's, that's how I felt. I was like, man, why would I pull out like, okay, they know I'm a bounty hunter, but like, why am I gonna pull out a piece of paper and just right. like give give it to them? You know, like it was just kind of, the way it was. I think the way it was presented to me was, I was just thinking of it differently, and I just had to put my own spin to it. So I think like me coming out there not saying nothing, and just sticking it on his chest, and it actually stuck. I feel like that's what made it like kind of like oh damn okay he came looking for you bro he ain't even say no words he just you know what's up you know yeah, look at the paper yeah, yeah. if you don't know what's up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like this. Like Read it. Yo, sweaty yeah, chest, yeah. my man. That's yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I ain't even waiting. I'm waiting. You oh you just finished? Oh okay, bro. Oh. Take this right here. Take this L. <laughs> you 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 took that and you spun it your way. Um. How how comfortable have you been your your, your career wise uh, with with uh, creative control? Like, has that always been something smooth in your career? Not really, bro. I, I'm going on like next year, twelve years wrestling, 
And I feel like at first I was just kind of shy about it, really. I just felt like, man, I was just doing what I thought people wanted from wrestling. And I wasn't really too gun-ho on doing what I wanted. So I was, you know, just to stay safe, I think is the thing I was thinking. You know, just like, okay, well, I know people like shit like this, so let me just stay in that lane. But as I got older and just started realizing, like, bro, you're getting older in the game and, you know, like, people started just looking at me as a vet and it's kind of like, you know, well, if they're looking at you as a vet, then they're looking at you to be, you know, that dude and be different. So I feel like me just starting to do different things and just solidifying myself as a guy that has the knowledge and constantly using that knowledge, it just, I don't know, it just kind of started showing like, okay, well, if you could think of this and it may work to you and then it does work, okay, well, what else can we do? You know, what, what else do I got in my brain that I thought it could work and I could make it work, you know, so... I'm just having fun at this point, bro. I'm trying to make I'm trying to make all my ideas in my head come to fruition, really. That, that's so like since it. you since you mentioned the bounty before, has there been any idea where, like, in your mind, other than the bounty, but in your mind, where like you come up with the idea and you're like, I don't know if this is gonna hit, but I want to do it anyway, man. Fuck it, and yeah. you go out there and do it. Yeah, I feel like um, whenever I had the match with. Uh, Ruben Steele, which was the the it was it was kind of like a it was built like a no holds bar match, but it was low key like a dead match. So like the end of it, I'm just thinking like, man, what what could I do that's just like groundbreaking? You know, not groundbreaking, but just like different in a match like that that just looks devastating. And uh, for the finish, I so fire bombed him through a, a shopping cart, bro, a straight shopping cart. He bro- broke the shopping cart. It was wild. And uh, at first, I was like, man, like, in my head, I was like, man, maybe they won't want to do that. Maybe, you know, maybe that's, that's something too crazy. Maybe, you know, visually, I don't want people just wild and think like, okay, Brian, keep tripping right now. But <laughs> I just went ahead and went with it, bro. And it was kind of like one of those iconic things. It was like, you know, it solidified, like, that I'd be willing to just be dangerous, you know, like, or just do whatever. So I feel like, I don't know. Uh, I, it kind of encouraged me to just keep taking the chance and just whatever comes to my mind, if it could fit within the realm. Hell, even if it can't fit in within the realms of what I think is possible, just do it anyway, and it might work. So, so working out, though. conversely, yeah. have you come to a fucking point where you're like, I'm going to do this shit, and then it just doesn't hit, and now <laughs> you're like, God damn, where do I go from here? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I've, I've been blessed to wear nothing like that really. I say nothing like that really happened. I don't you lie. You lied. I was gonna say, uh, I, I did shoot an idea out there to somebody, and it and it got shot down. So like, I didn't even get the opportunity for it not to work. But um, I low key at the start. Uh, it's crazy that you mentioned that because the match that I mentioned at the start of that match, I kind of wanted to start it and pull out a knife. And like, everybody was like, "Bro, okay. why, why the hell would you do that?" But I'm thinking to myself, "Okay, like." It's a no holds bar match. It's like a death match against a dude that is a death match king. So it's like, in my head, I'm thinking, I'm not in a death match world. I'm a bounty hunter. So this motherfucker's dangerous. Why don't I just stab him from the get go? And <laughs> but the people who I was running by was like, no, kids watch the show. You don't want to be pulling out knives Zing. doing all that. So yeah, I mean, you it's a plastic <laughs> knife. Can I do a plastic knife? Nah, I was gonna, I was gonna pull out the butterfly, bro. I was gonna pull out the butterfly. Yeah, that is. 
Only if you start switching that shit. Yeah, that's, that's what I was going to do, really. You know, maybe have them block it, maybe not block it. I don't uh, maybe know. not block it. Rib cage, baby. It got it got shut down, so oh, maybe I would have went for it, and then it would have been a horrible idea, and then I would maybe tell you the story of how my shit fucked up. So. <laughs> <laughs> <A> conversation. <laughs> so you uh you had a moment where you went to uh to the big leagues, right? You you saw WWE from the inside out. You had a match with TJP. Yes, how was that for you in your career? How do you feel like that affected you? Did you take anything from it? Like, how, how was that experience for you? Yeah, it was amazing, bro. It was cool because I really went and I wasn't supposed to do, like, I think they sent us to, like, catering, so we really weren't going to do anything for the rest of the day. Catering. And, uh, yeah, you know, when you go to <laughs> WWE, you know, if you're traveling with the people, you at least get to sit back there in the back and chill and catering until, you know, like they need you. Is that? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah so you chill there and stuff like that but um i wasn't supposed to i was supposed to be there for the rest of the day and the guy that they had to wrestle tjp was already part of the cruiserweight classic so they didn't really want to use him they wanted to use somebody who wasn't seen on wwe television before so i heard that happen and i kind of just hopped up like hey yo you can use me so oh nice. yeah yeah that's that's what made it even better because really i wasn't supposed to be used so i just put myself in position so they were like yeah we're gonna use them and uh, I'm talking with TJP about it, and all of a sudden, Arn Anderson pulls up, and he's the um, agent for the match, bro. So I'm losing my shit right now. I'm like, oh, oh. damn. I think, I think old school knows him, too. Yeah, I was waiting for him to pull out the Glock. No, <laughs> <laughs> nah, Get but... the Glock! Get the Glock! Get the Glock! But so, I, I mean, I'm already, I'm already a fan of TJP. Uh, Arn Anderson pulls up and I'm just like man this is going to be magical to me in my head I'm thinking that you know and um, it was a special segment because it was going to be like a squash match but it wasn't going to be just typical squash match he was going to be doing the squash while on the mic and I just thought it was a really cool twist on things you know something never really been done in WWE or to my knowledge in wrestling for a dude to be talking while he's in the midst of wrestling having a match except for Booker T when he was Black Snow I was going to say yeah <laughs> Shout out to Black Snow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, to my knowledge, it hadn't been done at the time. So I was like, all right, bitch, this is going to be cool. And uh, we were just putting it all together. And afterwards, looking back on it, everybody was happy with it. TJP was super happy with it. The production guys were super happy with it. And the reason why it stood out for me is because not only was it WWE a company I grew up watching, it was me putting in years of hard work and realizing that I'm here around professionals. I got a job to do. They gave me my job. I completed that job and exceeded the expectations for the job and made something magical. So it just showed me, like, you know, you could do this, bro. You could be around, you know, doing the things that these guys that you like to watch do. So I feel like it just kind of gave me a confidence boost to, you know, a little fire under my ass and, you know, just be serious about things. So, you know, that and just... When I got back home, it's funny, bro, because I got back home and I told my wife uh, turn on the TV, and she was like, "Man, it's like, bro, it's like four in the morning, three in the morning, or something like that." I'm tired. She was like, exactly. <laughs> she was, I was like, "Man, I just want you to turn it on because it was this dude who like did this cool move, and I just wanted to show you like it was crazy." And she's like, "All right, whatever." She sits down with me and it just turns it on, and she just kind of pops for it, bro. Like, what the hell they used you? Like, you had a match, and it, it was just magical for my little brother to see it, my family to see it, and they called wow. me and just be like, "Man, we can't believe like you know." 
you did it. Like, bro, I got a, I got a picture of me whenever I was 10 on career day at school. And they were like oh, asking kids what you want to be. And I was like, man, I want to be a professional wrestler. And like, nobody said that the whole day, bro. But they, they had a tag team championship on the table at the end. And they were like, well, we got, you know, the stuff you to take the photo. So I got a photo of like me and Macho Man Randy Savage in the background and I'm doing a rock eyebrow with like the freaking championship. <laughs> and nice. It says, uh, when I grow up, I want to be a professional wrestler, bro. And literally that's all I ever wanted to do. So at that moment, I was just super proud, bro. You should be. Because yeah, not only you. are you a professional that, you know, you're, you're capable, you're more than capable, you're, you're, you're able and, and you know what you're doing, but you stepped the fuck up when it wasn't even in the cards. You know what I'm saying? Like, you saw the opportunity and you took it. Because you could have very easily been like the other motherfucker sitting back there and just eat your pasta and shut the fuck up. But you didn't. So give yourself some fucking credit on that end. Because that's pretty dope. A lot of people may have been overpowered, overcome by the moment. And just been like, yo, I'm just happy to sit in this chair and catering. And that might be part of the problem with wrestling as a whole. But that's a whole nother fucking discussion. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I mean, uh, fuck it. We're going to go there a little bit. So, <laughs> with that being said, because I, I think that's really cool that you did that. And I, I think that's really impressive because a lot of people, a lot of wrestlers complain about their position in wrestling. You know, um, they don't get the opportunities or they're not being used or whatever. And there's a lot of like kind of textbook excuses that are, are built up right now. Like, what do you say to those people that are just kind of always complaining and bitching about where they're at and how they're not being used. You know what I mean? Like you being in that situation where you're like, I don't like my character and I'm not being used. Yeah. Like how, how do you, how do you, what do you say to those people? I tell them, shut the fuck up. No, <laughs> <laughs> That's right, bro. Shut the fuck up. Eat your pasta. The best <laughs> advice. <laughs> nah, bro. I, I'm a, I'm a big like, um, you know, bro. You know how it is, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm a colored individual. You, you guys are colored individuals. And it's like, we've been taught from a young age, don't nothing come easy, bro. It's always a hardship you gotta overcome. It's always something that uh, you gotta deal with. And it's like to be blessed and be in an opportunity to make a living for your family and do what you love, how can you sit there and complain and cry? You need to make what you, you know, make the best of your opportunity and do what you can for yourself because you're already there anyway. It's people that would kill to be in your position, bro. And it's like, you know, making those comments or just being ungrateful online is, is, is it's ridiculous, dog. Yeah, I'm a big fan of just, you know, hey, what's the obstacle? What's the problem right now? Let me figure out a solution and overcome it. I ain't gonna cry about it. I ain't gonna be online. You know, if you if you go on my history, all my social media, and just look at everything, you never see me online crying about not getting the opportunity, uh, crying that ain't nobody doing nothing with me story wise, or you know, I don't, I take everything as it comes. And at the end of the day, I'm a professional, and this is my job, bro. I'm here to do a job, and I'm here to do that shit to the fullest of my ability, and. If you my boss, then you are blessed to have a hell of an employee. <laughs> it sounds so. You hear that? It sounds so. Brian, Brian Keith is what he's saying. Hey, <laughs> hey. Let me know. I'm trying to get to the money, dog. I got three kids and a wife, bro. I've been wrestling for almost 12 years. I ain't playing no more, dog. Big facts. Big facts on that. Brian, my guy, I got to thank you again for blessing us with your time, man. And it sounds like the sky ain't even the limit for you, my, my man. Yeah, you, you you on your way, fam. Like, you doing big things already, and they're just going to compete and continue to be blessed for, man. 
Um, before I send, we, we we cut ties here. We like to end with a lightning round. We call the round of chair shots. Mischief will be handing that out for you. Mischief, take it away. All right. So the first thing that comes to your mind when I ask you these questions, right? Let me know. Let them know. What is your favorite cheat meal for somebody that was talking about uh, dieting so much? What are you indulging? Burgers, bro. Ooh, burgers. burgers. Any place in particular, or just grilled burgers? Like if you in if you in Houston, there's a place called Joy Love. They got the best burger there. I say, yeah, you know, it's Joy called Joy Joy Love. It's like an independent, like own company. It's like a mom and pop shop, but it's like maybe 20 minutes from my house, bro. If y'all ever in Houston, hell. I'll take y'all to that mug, but they got the, the best burgers, bro. Literally, you take a bite, and that mug melt in your mouth like almost eating cotton candy, bro. It's oh, ridiculous. Yo, my mouth dead ass watered right now. <laughs> we got to book that flight. We got to book that flight, man. Let me know. Go through. Either that, either that or brisket. I'm a big brisket fan. I love me some brisket, bro. Nice soft brisket. What, what? Where do you go for that? For brisket, I mean, we in Texas, so really, you could go anywhere. You know, we got good briskets everywhere. If you want a quick, good brisket sandwich, you go to Bucky's. Bucky's the uh, the um, what's that? The freaking corner store or whatever. They got a good brisket sandwich. Just on the go. You got Papa's Barbecue. They got a good brisket sandwich. But me, I like to support little mom and pop shops. So I'll you know pull up a Google, you know whatever I'm looking for. I type in maybe brisket barbecue. And if somebody got like a four point five or above, I'll go out the way and look at it and uh take my chance That's on dope. it, bro. So Yeah, saying. me and my wife do that. I've been thinking about actually just recording it and trying to make it something. Cause really, bro, I, I be eating like that is my vice, bro. I, I eat just I try to stay healthy, but after I wrestle, bro, I tear it up, dog. Yeah, man. Got to, man. <laughs> got yeah. Um, just, I was about to say, just recently I was in Chicago, bro, and they got the uh, chocolate cake shake from Portillo's, bro. I had to try that mug. That mug was How was it? Bussing, bro. Amazing, yeah. dog. Amazing, sounds... bro. I had literally, I was drinking, they they gave me a, a, a straw, but I was told don't use it with a straw because it's too damn thick, so I got a spoon. But then I didn't want to use a spoon, so I just started guzzling that mug just straight with the cap off, bro. <laughs> I'm in that mug getting chunks of just chocolate cake and ice and everywhere, bro. Chocolate <laughs> 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 wasted. <laughs> <laughs> I was like Stone Cold drinks of beer. <laughs> <laughs> yes, bro. Yes, bro. Just exactly. But like it just goes slower. It just slaps like drip. Oh man, what's your favorite movie? Oh, whoa, my favorite movie, dog. You know what's crazy? I'm going to say it because it was my favorite movie when I was a kid. Uh, American Werewolf in Paris, bro. Oh, what? Okay. I've never heard that in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like, like any of the actors on set. Like, this, bro, <laughs> it's, it's, it's such a random movie, dog. It's about this dude. Uh, he was an American, and he went to Paris to just uh, visit, just visit around. He met a girl, and he was messing around with the girl, and she ended up being a werewolf, and she bit him. And he ain't found out until the morning he was a werewolf. And then, you know, from there, you just see the movie, dog. It's wild as hell, though. You should watch it, bro. It's cool. That that or uh, my pops, you know, he was watching Western. So uh, Once Upon a Time in the West is one that me and him watch all the time. It's one of his favorite ones. So I'd say either that, American Werewolf in Paris, or Once Upon a Time in the West. Now, does your dad sit down and watch American Werewolf in Paris with you? Bro, my dad watched all the movies, bro. Yeah. That's why I'm on movies because he's like <laughs> such a movie buff, bro. Like my mom's had to make him give away movies and DVDs and stuff, bro. Because like our house was filled with shit. She was getting pissed, <laughs> so we just. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now it's cool because we got you know Fire Stick, so he can just have one device and all the movies and everything on there. But 
back in the day, bro, we had DVDs, VHS, we had and we had and almost every we go to the pawn shop just all the time. So if it was cheap and we wanted it, he was gonna get it for us. That's how I found out about American Werewolf in Paris, because I was just like, What American Werewolf in Paris? Took the movie home and was like, Oh, this whole a fire ass movie and then just <laughs> Your mom was pissed because you had like eighteen copies of that movie. Probably, yeah. probably. Yeah. The DVD, the Blu-ray, you had all them shits. <laughs> yeah, it was. You know, it was crazy though. Uh, it was wild. I was gonna say my my pops bought so much movies, bro. Uh, we used to just be watching movies and stuff. And I just remember as a kid, I saw the movie Players Club at a young ass age, bro. Like that's the movie I shouldn't be watching, but <laughs> it was just like around like my house, you know. My parents was going. I was like, man, Players Club, what the heck? Watch the movie, bro. It was like, oh shit. So like. You know, just to let you know, we had all kinds of movies. We had those movies. My dad had old school Dolo Mike movies. He had oh. uh, everything, bro. He even had like Little House on the Prairie VHS, like not VHS, but disc sets and stuff. And I feel like he just liked, you know, they grew up in that era, I guess, where they went from radio to TV. So I guess he just like keeping like stuff that he would watch whenever he was a kid or mm. stuff like that, you know. But yeah. Um, do you keep anything? Do you have anything now that you still kind of hold on to that kind of reminds you? Oh, uh, you mean like what of uh, just like movies and stuff DVDs? like that? Yeah, those movies and DVDs. Yeah, and- bro. I, honestly, I keep a, I, I got a bunch of them like from oh. back in the day. I got like Total Recall VHS. That's another movie I seen when I was younger. Uh, the Mario Brothers. Whenever you know the live. Oh action. my God! Did you actually like that, bro? As a kid, that movie was fire, bro. I'm as not a kid, even gonna lie, as a kid, it was fire, bro. Um, I. You know what? Nowadays, I'll stay as fire, too, bro. I'm not even gonna lie, bro. <laughs> yeah, I remember that one, man. Have yeah, you I seen it? Tell you also, as far as my favorite movies, uh, Pineapple Express is one of my favorite. Oh, that's oh, dope. That's dope. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, yeah. I remember when Pineapple Express was on pay-per-view, though. Oh, yeah, see? So you know what's up, bro. Yeah, you know I remember that shit was on pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, just switching gears a little bit, if Brian Keith could have any superpower, what would it be? Bro, my superpower would be, uh, dang, bro, crap, I don't even know. Uh, maybe the ability to create matter. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Just so I could, like, stop, like, world hunger or something like that, you know? Damn, that's That's Something positive, you know? Because I feel like, I feel like problems in the world, like, stem from, like, people just being greedy as shit. And like not wanting to give other people things, so like if I create matter, I, the people who don't have shit, I could just give them that shit, and then hopefully the world will be alright. But yeah, I don't that's know. by we'll... far the best answer we've got. Dead ass, uh, that's definitely the most generous, wholesome answer we've ever gotten. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, dog. Either it's either like teleportation or flying, because y'all motherfuckers travel so much. So, <laughs> yeah. so say that, and then a couple of them, the pervs are like, I want. To be na- um, invisible. invisible. <laughs> <laughs> peeping, peeping toms out. <laughs> X-ray vision and shit. Tripping. We've had that. <laughs> yeah. Feels like someone's watching me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nah, I just wanna, I just wanna like you know create matter. So you know, if a, a bum come up to me at the rush up on me at the gas station, be like, you got something? I'm like, haha, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's your example. Nah. <laughs> Gas station. Um, who's someone you want to meet, either real or fictional? Just someone that you feel like would be dope. Like you mean like dead or alive? Dead or alive, real or fictional, could be a fake character. 
could could I meet that person before they died? Well, yeah. yeah. All right. If that was the case, you I want to meet. Change the future. What? Oh shit! Damn! Damn! I was gonna, I was gonna try to say Martin Luther King. Bro. Oh, okay, okay, okay. All right, man. Oh, two feet to the left. Two feet. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah. I would have, I would have booked his, his, uh, his reservation at another hotel. <laughs> They're trying to get you, fam. The speech is came. How do you know? All right, so let me, let me think. Let me think. If I can just meet somebody and talk to him. Man, could be anybody in history. Anybody in history, if I could meet somebody and talk to him. Damn, bro, that's that's a hell of a question right there, dog. Your answer was good, though, man. That's what's up. That's I'll take your answer. I'll take your answer. Save save the king. Save Martin Luther King. That shit's good money. Yo, you got some. Can I just say you got some deep ass answers? For real, man. Check out ah. Nah, I'm just playing. Uh, (laughs) Um. What is the worst purchase you ever made? The worst purchase I ever made, bro, it's was justice and shit. No, 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 no. I was gonna say the worst purchase I ever made. I went to this, um, I went to this damn hot dog spot. It was like a hot dog fucking burger spot that me and my brother heard about, and we just splurged money because we heard it was good, bro. Like bought like maybe a hundred dollars worth of hot dogs and burgers, bro. Damn. Got the shit, and it was horrible, bro. It was that one that so, had that one had four stars. It was and it was one of the ones that it was like 4.3, bro. Like 4.3. Oh, but that's when I realized people be on reviews lying and shit. Yeah. Like, like employees like putting yeah, comments and yeah, shit like that. Cause I was like, there's no way somebody was like this mug is a 4.3, bro. Oh, I, I used to work for an establishment and made us do that shit. That's the shit. Oh, well, there you go. You know what's up. To you. Yeah. It's a fucking, uh, I ain't gonna say who. Allegedly, allegedly, yeah, allegedly, allegedly, allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> I ain't gonna say who. I ain't gonna say the restaurant that was nasty either, because I think he got out of business anyway. So yeah, they, got, they got what was coming to him. Um, what's the dumbest way you've been injured? Where, like, in retrospect, you're like, I cannot believe. Bro, oh man, I'll tell you. Uh, I ain't gonna go into in in the graphicness about it, but one day I took an electric chair drop. You know what electric chair drop is when you're on top of a dude's shoulders, yes. and he fall back. So uh, I was on top of a dude's shoulders. He fell back. Actually, it's not even a dude. It's one of my uh, brothers in wrestling. Dude named Chris Lyons. Shout out to Chris Lyons, Concrete Dragon. He, uh, being him, was like early in our careers, bro. We were just practicing at the training facility. And I took that bump, and he didn't uh, put his head back. I mean, he didn't tuck his chin. He just threw his head back, bro. And literally, yes, bro, homie just, like, pretty much bumped on one of my testicles, bro. Worst, worst injury of my my life, bro. My life. I immediately immediately went outside and threw up. <laughs> Mid match, you just got up and you were like, I'm breaking this shit. Like I'm out of here. Yeah, no, nah, it was it was practice. Thank God we were practicing, oh, so I ain't had to worry about that. But bro, literally, I just went outside and threw up. And bro, the, the injury was graphic. I ain't gonna go into detail, but oh, good lord, just know it was. It was wild, bro. It was wild. Check out his Twitter. He's going to post up the pics. <laughs> Shout out to the Discord. Like, hey, yeah, yeah, I was about to say, uh, subscribe to my OnlyFans. I got the, uh, <laughs> the pics up there. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, let's bring it back to wrestling, right? Um, what's, in your opinion, right? Your opinion, Brian Keith, what is more important, the face or the heel? Uh, I say the heel, bro. The bad guy. 
you gotta have a bad guy. You gotta have a bad guy. You gotta have somebody that is vile and just that you don't want to win because somebody gotta win. And if it's two good guys out there that want to win, I mean, ain't nothing wrong with that. But I feel like you don't feel that passion. You don't feel that that uh, adversity that you gotta overcome. You don't feel that. You don't get that story of literally good versus evil. So I feel like you gotta have a bad guy. Wrestling ain't nothing without the bad guy. Who's your favorite heel of all time? My favorite heel of all time, bro, might be Minoru Suzuki, but I feel like you can't even call him a heel because he really just himself. So maybe I'll go with like somebody who's like a definite heel, like uh. Yeah, Suzuki transcends right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd have to go with maybe um. Man, I'm trying to think, bro. This is who just I just was like whenever they were heel, I was like, damn. Fuck this motherfucker. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I just uh, think who just made me hate the hell out of him. I can't even really think of it off the top of my head, Baron bro. Corbin. Like, I, you know, I, I, oh, Baron Corbin was one of them. I know he did not fuck with him. But I say uh, Jericho, whenever I was younger, bro, Jericho, whenever he was like a heel, like a really good, like, he's always been a really good heel. But whenever he was heel, you know, I feel like he was uh, specifically what he was doing with Shawn Michaels. Whenever he uh he stole off on his Really, I feel like I feel like I want to be the type of character like we were talking about with Suzuki, where it's like you know you kind of I really don't I feel like I'm not really face or heel because I'm a bounty hunter. I'm just about my money, you know. Like it don't it don't really concern me whether I'm a good guy or a bad guy. I'm just trying to do what it takes to get the cash. So I feel like I just kind of walk that line where I don't really I don't really mind what's what. You know, a lot of the times I'm I'm from Houston, Texas. So anytime I'm wrestling in Texas, I'm kind of the face anyways because. I try to, you know, be mean, but people still fuck with me because I'm from Texas. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, but outside uh, of Texas, I love being, you know, face. I, I mean, not face. I love being heel. I love being grimy. I love being, you know, I feel like it fits the bounty hunter gimmick. It's so it fits fun, the, the right? yeah. It, and I, I just love being mean to people, honestly, because yeah. I'm such a nice guy. I, my parents raised me to be a nice dude. They've raised me to be a gentleman at all times. And really, I don't get to not be a gentleman because it's not the right thing to do but yeah, whenever yeah. you're a heel you can say whatever the hell you want you can do whatever the hell you want within you know the means of the performance so I like to do that just because it, it lets me scratch that mean itch that I never really get you know well, you get to whip out a knife sometimes I mean hey P- possibly you know like it's not, it's, it's not every day you can pull a knife on a motherfucker and I, I wasn't able to <laughs> not yet not yet there's more not to Brian <laughs> Um, do you have any pre-show rituals like before you break the curtain, like before you come out? Yeah, I always any... pray, bro. I pray? always pray. I always hit that knee. I, I talk to God. Uh, I, I ask him that he just, you know, keep me safe and just that he get all the glory for every single thing that I do, bro, because he's the reason I do everything I do. So I pray and um, I got a handshake with my little brother. Me and him hit like a little LeBron handshake before I go out there. So that's it. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, what if your daughter wants to wrestle? What 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 do you say to her? Oh man, I'm a letter, bro. I let her cause only cause my parents like 
My parents didn't let me wrestle. I, I was 10 years old saying I want to be a professional wrestler. And if they would have let me wrestle, I probably could have made it faster. Who knows? But my mom was like, man, you shouldn't be doing that. You know, wait till you're 18. Da, da, da. And like, I guess she thought I was going to grow out of it. But here we are from 10 to 18, eight years later, I still want to be a professional wrestler. And she was like, well, if you want it that bad, then just go, you know, do it your own. So I got a job and pay for my own wrestling school. And here we are today. So it's like, if my kid wants to be something at an early age and she like know it for sure i'm gonna let her try it out and if she don't like it then we're gonna find out what she does like but if my girls are gonna be wrestlers they're gonna be the most baddest wrestlers of all time bro. oh yeah so, I mean, people gonna be in trouble mm. dog. i'm gonna okay. i'm gonna send them to ballet first then boxing and then we're gonna get some other type of jujitsu or something in there yeah, and then we yeah. all have a word about wrestling after that you know I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to build like just machines bro like yeah little like, pillars and shit just rush like you so know you, like you're getting this you know, thought you wrestling wrestlers be like wrestling wrestlers be grimy bro i want my three girls to be just like russian like spies like <laughs> kill them motherfuckers fucking <laughs> in it nice. yeah yo frankie thank you so much yo for everything we really appreciate you what's one message you want to leave the fans with, the people that follow you. Tell them where to find you. Tell them about you. Tell them what it is, baby. Yes, sir. So I'm Brian Keith on Facebook. Brian with a Y. Bounty Keith on Instagram and Twitter. Um, oh, my bad. My phone went a little better, so that's why I went black there. But uh, I'm Bounty Keith on Twitter and Instagram. And you can catch me at Reality of Wrestling. Of course, New Texas Pro. That's why I'm a champion. Um, <laughs> follow me on those social media so you can catch me everywhere else I'm going and as far as what I want to say to the fans I want to tell the fans thank you well whether you like me or you don't like me thank you for supporting wrestling thank you for keeping wrestling alive because it's nothing without you guys and remember that what we do is an escape for you guys and your everyday life so whatever it is you're dealing with or whatever it is you want to take on in your life just realize that you can fucking put your mind to it and work hard like we do and do the same shit we do so you know go out there and be somebody that's awesome my god damn it brian you're so nice god damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right all right all right let me uh let me kick somebody in the balls or something <laughs> <laughs> go ahead kick those all the way out <laughs> god it's hard to hate you i can never see you as a heel ever again like that's it psych fuck him <laughs> Yo, thank you so much, man. We we really do appreciate your time. Thank you. Hey, uh, actually, one second. Uh, let me uh, shout out my sponsors too, bro. Oh I yeah, yeah. Think. I got a shout. The sponsors got a sponsor. Uh, shout out to the house. Already, you know, we got to sponsor the house. We got to. I mean, we got to talk about the house. Shout out to Switcher House. Shout out to Modern Wellness Center in Dallas, Texas. Shout out to Big Starks Brand. Wearing the shirt right now. Y'all check them out. Big Stars brand and shout out to Hugh Stoner. It's a CBD and THC hey. company here in uh, Houston. It's holding it down for y'all. So, uh, and my boy K and my boy Chaos T-shirt T out here making all the merchandise. That's, that's my guy that makes all my merch. So if you see anything you like, uh, you need stuff for yourself, hit up that guy. He's taking care of all that. So shout out to all my dudes. Big facts, big facts. We gonna hit up that spot when we get out there too. By the way. Uh, oh yes, sir. Join up. Got you. Got you. <laughs> my god brian thank you so much appreciate you You have yourself a wonderful evening man and we're gonna check you out as soon as we get out to texas for sure my god right first round first round on us definitely brother y'all be safe i appreciate y'all having me dog all right man thank you take care brother you too brothers hey subscribe and like hit that button right now all right follow us on twitch soundcloud itunes your mother's